Will he put pressure on us at times? Yes, he will. But here's the third question. Can we resist the will of God without suffering the consequences of that resistance to his will? And the answer is no. You cannot resist the will of God without paying the price. Now, well, you say, what is that price? Depends upon what the resistance is. When you and I rebel or when we resist the will of God, the best thing we can do is to repent immediately, ask God to forgive us for being prideful and arrogant, thinking that we know better than he does, ask him to forgive us at that moment. Listen, little pressure or no pressure. But when we choose and we resist the will of God and we say, I know that's what may be what the Bible says, but I'm going to do it anyway. I know that's what the scripture teaches, but I'm going to disobey God. I know that's what you may think and what you may believe, what you may teach, but here's what I'm going to do. And I had a man say to me one time when I was sharing with him something that he, I said, listen, here's what you feel, but here's what God says. And I said, now listen, is that what he says in the word? That's what he says. But he turned to me and he said, I know that's what you say and I know that's what it says, but I'm going to do it anyway. And what did he do? He suffered an awful, awesome calamity in his life. He deliberately, willfully disobeyed God, knowing the truth. Were there consequences? Yes, they were. Can you resist him? Yes, you can. Can you live outside the will of God? Yes, you can. But not without paying the price and the consequence of being outside the will of God. Now, friend, let me tell you something. You can't play around with the will of God. God created you for one purpose ultimately. He created you to bring him glory and honor and praise. He has equipped you. He has saved you or he will save you. He either lives within you or he will live within you. He has given you talents and he will give you spiritual gifts once you trust him as your personal savior. God has, listen, God has invested himself in us. God has invested himself in every single one of us. And to think that we can ignore the purpose and plan and specific personal design of God in our life and think that it makes no difference, that there are no consequences, listen, that is insane thinking. God created you for a specific purpose and all of us will stand before him one of these days. We'll give an account for the life that we've lived. We either discovered the will of God, got in it, and walked in it according to his will, or we stepped out of it, chose to rebel against him, and live outside the will of God. It is a dangerous thing to hear the truth, to know the truth, to believe the truth, and to resist the truth of Almighty God because you have some other agenda for your life other than his. What you say when you resist his will and his agenda for your life is, I want to have it my way. I'm going to ignore God and have it my way. My friend, listen, believe me, hear me. He says, whatever a man or woman sows, that they're going to, they're going to reap. What they sow, more than they sow, later than they sow. It is impossible to live outside the will of God without suffering the consequences. Listen, the consequences, not because God hates you, not because God ceases to love you. That's the very nature of disobedience and rebellion. The very nature of disobedience and rebellion are the awesome consequences of the very nature of sin itself. It is a foolish thing. It is an insane thing to know that God loves you, that God sent his only begotten son, that he will save you, cleanse you, make you somebody, equip you, live on the inside of you, has a personal agenda for your life, and ignore all of that, live your life as you please, and die without Christ. You better should never have been born. And the second question is this, what are you going to do about the truth? Right now, every single one of us it's probably thought about something, it may be a little something, or something that God brought to our mind, and we've had to ask ourselves the question, Lord, am I in your will about that matter? Or he may have said to you, you know, you, you know you have resisted, rebelled against my will in this issue in your life. The question is, what are we going to do about it?
And that's between you and God. Listen, life at its best, listen, life at its very, very, very best is discovering His will and walking in it. Father, we love you and praise you. And we think about your grace and goodness and love and kindness toward us. We just want to fall on our face and stick our face in the mud because of our unworthiness compared to the great, great grace poured out upon us, showered upon us so abundantly at Calvary. And how about we pray the Holy Spirit will move in the heart of every person who hears this message. Face it squarely, honestly, openly, and make whatever wise adjustments are necessary to step into the center of your will. And we ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Thanks for joining us on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Is there something that you know God wants you to do, but you've resisted his plan? You'll find peace and satisfaction when you yield to his guidance. Our series continues tomorrow, and you can study more about discovering God's will at intouch.org. To listen again, click the link to Today on Radio on our homepage. And if you'd like to order a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, God has a plan for you, open our online bookstore. It's also included in the teaching set titled, The Will of God. Again, log on to intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. To write to us, address your letter to In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. It can be difficult to know if you're doing what God wants you to do. Learn how to seek answers from the Lord coming up in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. In Touch Plus is streaming on Local Now, featuring all the best of Dr. Charles Stanley. We're to have strong convictions based on the Word of God. He's working out things that you and I would never know about in our future. In Touch Plus, your streaming network for quality Christian programming 24-7. Now watch this. In Touch Plus, streaming free on Local Now. Does your prayer life need a jump start? With the In Touch Praying with Purpose cards, the time you spend talking with God will take on a whole new level of energy and intimacy. Beautifully designed and easy to use, or to share with a friend, there are prayers to lift up each day of the month, along with corresponding Bible verses and more. For your set of Praying with Purpose cards, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or go to intouch.org slash store. You're listening to In Touch. Believers can take some practical steps to be sure they're listening to God's direction and not their own desires. Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. Well, I would say, first of all, I want to be sure that my heart's clean, that uh, as best I know that I'm in the center of your will, doing what you want me to do. And here I've come to this question, I don't know what to do, so Lord, I need for you to speak to my heart. And then to recognize that when you got saved, the Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of you, and one of his primary responsibilities, he says, is to give us clear guidance. So I think, all right, Lord, uh, I have the Holy Spirit living within me, and now help me to come to this place of neutrality so that I can say whatever your will is is what I want to do. Now that's sort of the tricky part because sometimes we are to have our mind 
guidance made up what we want, but if I really want guidance, I've got to come to the place to say, Lord, whatever your will is, that's what I want to do. And sometimes that takes a little time. And then if I think I know what it is, then I have to ask myself the question, what does God's word say specifically about this particular issue? And so many times he'll lead us to a verse, or you can look in the index, or whatever the subject may be, and ask for God to show you from his word. And one thing you have to always be aware of, he never contradicts his word. In other words, God's not going to tell you to do something that is a violation of the word of God. So now I've said, okay, Lord, my heart's clean. I'm willing to do whatever you say. I don't know any contradiction in the word of God. And so, Lord, just give me a peace in my heart about this. So to me, and I love what Colossians says, the peace of God sets as umpire in my heart to show me when I have his will. You can learn more about the believer's life of faith at intouch.org. And if you have a story about how God's grace has touched you through this program, we'd love to hear it. Tomorrow on In Touch, following God's plan for you means you first need to find out what that plan is. Wednesday, we'll hear practical steps for discovering God's will on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Imagine a friend told you her baby is sick and might even die. You'd feel shock and grief and ask how you could help. You probably would commit to pray for her child in the family. But would anything change if the friend then replied, Well, thank you. We're hoping that Fluffy pulls through. Well, according to many, it shouldn't. As fertility hovers around an all-time low and pet ownership at an all-time high, more and more Americans not only talk about, but treat their furry companions like they are children. Recently in The Atlantic, Catherine Wu argued that pets really can be like human family. Here's Wu, quote, Calling some pet owners the parents of their dogs and cats might be the best shorthand for these relationships. Throughout the article, Wu described the growing pet economy of products and services that mirror those that were intended for children. More Americans than ever buy their animals home-cooked food, strollers, memory foam mattresses, their own clothing lines, and they pay for wellness centers, doggy daycares, acupuncture, surgeries, chemotherapy, even organ transplants. In 2022, in fact, the pet economy totaled over $136 billion and by most indications is only likely to grow from there. And according to a survey by Pew Research that was quoted in the article, the majority of Americans' 200 million pet owners describe their animals as family. More than half said that their pet is, and I quote, as much a part of their family as a human member, end quote. And this means, thinks Wu, that it's not only time to normalize talk of pets as children, but it's time to offer owners the same benefits that parents have. For example, she argued, employers should offer paid time off to new pet parents and pet insurance and employee benefit packages, and rental properties should have fewer pet restrictions. In short, according to Wu, pet owners deserve, and I quote again, the same support systems that help people care for any loved ones, end quote. After all, she continued, Psychologically, scientifically, the bond that humans forge with animals can feel as strong as the ones we make with each other, even those with family, even with our kids. And there it is. You see, Wu's argument is built on a widespread but largely unconscious assumption that whatever we feel is what's ultimately true. But that assumption is wrong. What is true, of course, is that pets are a blessing. They can be wonderful companions. They 
make life richer in many ways. And losing a beloved pet is incredibly hard, as C.S. Lewis warned in The Four Loves, where he said, if you want a life free from grief, you must give your heart to no one, not even an animal. Still, it's also true, crucially so in fact, that pets aren't people. Animals are not created in the image of God. They do not share the value and the dignity that humans do. Now, it was Christians like William Wilberforce that elevated the treatment of animals in the Western world. However, our current trends of treating animals like offspring is shaped more by the devaluing of humans, especially kids, than by the proper valuing of animals. In fact, another more serious symptom of this cultural sickness is the low birth rate across the Western world, a phenomenon inseparable from the similarly low marriage rates. As a result, millions who would want to be mothers or fathers are left without children to nurture. The pet experience offers them a vaguely parental feeling, but without the life-changing and far more difficult responsibilities of raising a human being. While it's easy to mock things like so-called paternity leave, get it? Fur babies here aren't the real issue. They're just a sign of a culture full of people who are, as author Thaddeus Williams suggests, committed to following their own hearts. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Shane Morris. And for more resources to live like a Christian today, go to Breakpoint.org. Jenny and Matt Mooney's baby boy, Elliot, spent 99 days on this earth before he went to be with Jesus. Elliot came and he had the sweetest cry I've ever heard. I still can hear it ringing in my ears. All of that was just gone and it was quiet. Grief has a funny way of just isolating you and making you feel alone. Yet even in their loneliness and their heartache, the Moonies relied on their faith in Jesus Christ. Billy Graham says you can do the same. Jesus was lonely. Only he could bear the sins of the world. Jesus Christ looked upon lonely people and loved them and went to the cross for them. You no longer feel alone when you come to Jesus Christ as your savior. If you feel alone and need to pray with someone, call our prayer line. The number is 855-255-PRAY. That's 855-255-PRAY. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.